Luke chapter 8. I'm making progress in my life. Right? I'm making progress in my life. Today is a glorious day. Tomorrow is a glorious day. Every day is a glorious day. I'll start reading from verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. <laughs> and they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a cow. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? I'm still sharing with you on the word works, subtopic, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, what man of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Now, this verse of scripture, or this story in scripture, a lot of the time from Christian songs, which is not a bad perspective at all, a lot of time from Christian songs, you see a lot of the time this story, the emphasis was on the, on the amazing person Jesus is, right? You know, there are some songs, three songs, and ah, which man, what man of man is this that speaks to the wind and they obey him? Beautiful. Like I said, wonderful perspective. All right. But there's more to learn and get from this story than that. All right. Now, little summary. Jesus is with his disciples. They are going to the other side of the sea. He said, let us go to the other side of the sea. Now, they are going and then they encounter a wind and, a, and, and, and water. So the wind and waves, the water gets into the boat or into the ship. But there's a strong wind. Now, most of the time, ships don't sink until the water outside gets in. All right? No matter how heavy the ship is, no matter what it is, it's been made in such a way that until the water outside gets in, the ship does not sink. It's the same thing. Until the problems outside get in, you don't sink. The ship, no matter how heavy the equipments are inside. I'm sure you've probably heard about the Titanic. Yeah. What most people remember about the Titanic is uh, when the guy died. <laughs> They love, they love the love story. Well, if you are not Jesus, don't die like kind of death. Right? Freezing and, you know? Yeah. 
Anyway, it was a, it was a nice thing to watch. <laughs> to watch. Okay, so the Titanic was a massive ship with a lot going inside there. There were parties going in there, going on in there. There were, I mean, so many things were inside. So much, so much was going on inside that none of the things inside could ever sink the ship until the water outside got in. The ship began to sink. So a lot of the time, people don't realize that the devil's strategy is to let the, the turmoil outside get in. The issues outside get in. That's the, that's the plan. The plan is to get what's going on outside to get inside you. And that's how he gets you to sink. All right, so these guys experience this and they are shouting, 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 shouting. Master, master, we perish. And the master is asleep. Don't you love Jesus? Very, very interesting. <laughs> and the Bible says that he's our example. Example. How many of us will ever be in a sinking ship and we'll be sleeping? I remember one time I was, in a, I was on a flight. We moved, it was safe. I was going to Johannesburg. We moved, everything was smooth until uh, we came to a point and I heard the, I don't know whoever was talking, the pilot or whatever. We're experiencing a little bit of a... Experiencing what? Okay, so that was my second time at business class. So I've, I've started experiencing at this point the comforts of business class. So you can just turn your seat into a bed and sleep very well. And that's usually is five hours to six hours. So I'm sleeping, right? And they, they, make, they, they make the announcement. You know what I did? I pulled the blanket closer <laughs> and I slept again. <laughs> you see, you have to come to that point where you understand that once you're in the boat, they cannot crash. Now, it's beyond, I'm telling you now, it's not beyond, it's not beyond you are going to be saved. Well, nobody can die because I'm here. All right. Can you say that? Can you, can you go and tell me, I said, nobody's going to die in this house because I'm here. One of our pastor's cousin was found unconscious. The doctor said they are not going to, um, she's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. Found unconscious. And they said there's blood in his brain, so they need to drain the brain. And they are not, then he can't make it. Right. And she had something to do, do for me. I said, go ahead and do your work. So she texted me. I said, oh, you stand up, don't worry. Stand up. Say, say after me, say, nothing dies around me. Nothing dies around me. Because some people think about things like that. I say, ah, it's because it's past time. It's because it's past time. Say, master, master, we perish. And Jesus is sleeping. 
Very insensitive pastor. Over there, Jesus still carried out his pastoral ministry. You know, because of the word used there, care us not that we perish. That means this is a, he was in there like their pastor. Other versions say, Master, Master, care us not that we perish. And care is a pastoral word. So even though he's there, he looks at them and says that, and they came to him and awoke him and say, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose. When he arose, he rebuked the wind. Oh, and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was a calm. In some Christian circles, you find more their language and the understanding of the whole Christian faith. A lot more pushed toward, oh, oh, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Now, I don't mean to shade anybody, but the fact that the, 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 the church is centered on Jesus doesn't mean there should be a drawing of Jesus. Yeah. The drawing of Jesus doesn't make you more Christocentric. And also, if you have a drawing of Jesus, that's not Jesus. You are being carnal. You are trying to relate with everything physically. You are being carnal. You are carnal. And a drawing of Jesus in the morning when you wake up, you are crying. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you are crying. <laughs> You know Jesus more when you know his word. I draw Jesus. Well, where did they draw him from? Papa says, henceforth, know we know man after the flesh. We don't know Christ after the flesh. Okay, what about all those arguments about Jesus was black, Jesus is green, Jesus is yellow? This is color arguments. Was Jesus an African? Color arguments. What am I going to do with it? Well, he was Jamaican. Good. That's the fact. <laughs> Paul says that no, we know man after the flesh. He said, even though we have known Jesus, all right, 2 Corinthians 5, 16, you see that. He said, wherefore henceforth, no, we know man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh. Now, Paul is writing the Corinthians. He said, there was a time we knew him after the flesh. There's a time we could say that, oh, he was this tall, he was this you know, uh, slim, he was this, he was well built. Was, there was a time we knew him like that. There was a time we say he was a Jew. There was a time we say he was this. Was that. There was a time. Because some people saw him. And so, you know, and, 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 and those of you who, who understand the, the Pauline epistles very well, there were a lot of, there was a lot of banter in there. Why? Because they were disproving his apostleship. So you see a lot in Peter's writing, uh, John's writing, you see a lot of the time. Even with James, they had to, you know, they were trying to make themselves more important in the apostleship. You're surprised. That even they were fighting. Yeah. But how can a book in which they were fighting become the Bible today? Because God can take imperfect situations to create a perfect situation. So Peter will say, we saw him. Why? Because, you know, <laughs> wow, I don't know if I should go in this direction. Okay, let's go. You have understanding. So, yeah. So, I was, was not part of those who were with Jesus. Peter was there. John was there. James was beheaded. So the James you see over there in the Bible was not the James who was in those prayer meetings. 
This was the half-brother of Jesus. Who never believed in Jesus while Jesus was on the side? This is our brother. He's our brother. He's our brother. He's not any son of God. We, are, we know him. He's not any son of God. The last time he was mafia, he was singing. He's no son of God. The Bible records that the day they believed in him was the day he ascended. As he was ascending before them. Because he did not vanish. He did not vanish. They just saw him levitating. Levitating. Bye-bye. He was levitating. And they were like, whoa. That day they believed that he was the son of God. So then he was now converted. And it was a plus for the church because he was notable. or He was a noble person in Jerusalem. So they were able to establish the church in Jerusalem. Remember, they did not like Peter and John and the disciples. But because he was a noble person, he became the first pastor, or he became the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. So that was James. So you see, James wrote, faith without works is dead. You know why he was saying that? Because Paul's explanation of faith did not include any form of works. He said, believe and speak. Believe and speak. Then James came and said, you believe, even the demons also believe. You see, they were writing them you know, to their Christians. Because it became a problem. Later, even Paul had to write um, something about people working. Because the church, the early church, became, uh, had a problem. Right? Because from the beginning of the early church, there was no manual on how they should run the church, even sometimes financially. So everybody, you know, was bringing everything, and all, everybody would chop everything. Everybody would bring everything, everybody would chop everything, until nobody had anything to chop again. <laughs> then, <laughs> then persecution came, they split. So it was not sustainable long term then a lot of people were not working. Even at a point in time, uh, when, when, when you listen to when I was teaching on financial wisdom from the Bible, I talked about Paul even had to address and see those widows. He said, there are widows that uh, we shouldn't give attention to. See, he said, if a widow has family members who are in the faith, the family should take care of him. And that's where this scripture actually comes from. Contextually, that's the scripture. He says, if uh, um, a man does not take care of his household, is worse than an infidel. He was talking about widowhood, not a man and his family. Even though it can be applied, but contextually, he was talking about the widows. Right, so they now mentioned the age from which they should take care of the widows. So there was a lot of back and forth going on in there. So a lot of the time, Peter's writing will be, so when you check First Peter, especially, he was talking about, we were with him on the Holy Mount. We were with him on the holy mount. What's he trying to say? We are supposed to be the apostles. So, when Paul was also defending his apostleship, so a lot of the time you say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So in his epistles, he had to defend his apostleship. Because there was a criteria by which they had the, the, the apostles. And the criteria is what you will see in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 1. I'll come back to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 1. He said, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 1. Am I not an apostle? Okay, if there's nothing going on, why is he asking this question? 
Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Because one of the criteria to be an apostle at that time was to be a Jew. So he said, am I not free? Number two, have I not seen the Lord Jesus? Because this was the main thing that the others were using that we were with the Lord. We ate with him. John says, that which we have seen, that we have heard, that which we have handled of the word of life. <laughs> so John was trying to prove that, look, I put my head on his chest. I'm the real apostle. <laughs> Peter said, we were, the mountain, we were there. We saw, we saw Elijah, we saw Moses. We saw when they were speaking. Then, he's no, so Paul also now starts defending his apostleship. He says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen the Lord Jesus Christ our Lord? He said, me too, I saw him. At Damascus, I also saw him. So one of the key indexes of being an apostle is you should have seen the Lord. We will stand up of late through apostle every way. Through left and right, apostle this, apostle that, apostle this, apostle, apostle. <laughs> Then the last one is what proves the apostleship the more. He says, I am not ye my work in the Lord. There's my results. There's a, no, the, 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 ah, I've seen Jesus. I've seen Jesus. Pastor, I saw Jesus. <laughs> All right. Those kind of things, nobody can argue with you. But we will wait for the proof of it. That's the only way we will know. Nobody ever sees Jesus and his life is the same. All right, so let's go back to 2 Corinthians 5, 16, where we're looking at, as we know in no man after the flesh, yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. He says we don't know Christ after the flesh. So whether he's a black, uh, he's a white, whether he's a Caucasian or he's a, what? Hispanic. Is African means nothing. No, we the Africans. Okay, if Jesus is from Africa, what would we do with it? <laughs> Our prayers will go faster. Says, <laughs> Jesus will be wearing kente. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Luke chapter 8. So Jesus asked them a question. He said, where is your faith? What's the meaning of that question? It means you are not supposed to be calling to me like this. It also means what I just did by coming to see, you could have done it. All right. So I was talking about those who, first of all, have that far extreme. They're on that far extreme of Jesus, Jesus, my Lord. Oh, Jesus, our Lord. And sometimes they have pictures. You know, sometimes, you know, um, they are fleshly in the sense that, you know, they... They are talking about Jesus. You know, Jesus. I remember one guy when we were in secondary school. Now, secondary school taught me a lot. There were Christians who were Christians before me, but could not even speak in tongues. When I got born again, it was so quick. Okay, I'll tell you how I led my first person to speak in tongues. These guys were not speaking in tongues, but they were in the Christian Union. What do you call scripture union? In, in Sevidas, it was Christian Union. So, in Christian Union, you go, they don't speak in tongues, and 
just a few people who speak in tongues because, of course, people believe that it's for some few. All right. So I got in there and I was quite raw, fresh, and I'm ready to jump on anything. My eyes were red. I just, I just got saved. I mean, I, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> and, and the day I got born again, I spoke in tongues. So like I felt, because even in the CU, they, they, they couldn't uh, speak in tongues. And I just got born and speak in tongues? Wow, man, I'm going to fire this place, you know? So <laughs> I just jumped in there and I started, anytime they are praying, I make sure they hear me. <laughs> I make sure they hear me. They were shocked. How did this guy speak in tongues? Well, they didn't express their shock to me, but among themselves, and some of them came to tell me that people are shocked. And some people said it's demonic. Yeah. Yeah. And my, and my tongues at that time, I've, I've told you before, it's, it was not straight. It was very funny. But man, you're, gonna, you're not going to put me down. Hear me screaming, screaming. My junior brother is here. No, my junior, no, this one. The one after him is here. I'm sure he has never heard this one. The day I spoke in tongues, when I came back, because they were little by the time, I was carrying him. I carried him the way I lay hands on him, eh? <laughs> new Christian with new power. Man, I was going, I'm very happy. It's very good that my mother did not see me that day because, hey! Shaking, shaking him, shaking him. Put him on the bed, lay him. <laughs> I learned from my PCF leader at the time. My PCF leader, every Monday, fellowship meeting, he would lay hands. He would lay hands, he would lay hands, he would lay hands. Now we started calling him Olele, Olele. <laughs> every time you are laying people, laying, so we started calling him Olele. So there's that far extreme where we have those who are into Jesus. Oh, my Lord. He's my Lord and Savior. Who is Jesus to you? You don't even know who he is to me. Now, there's this one, one of the guys who I'm, I was talking about. He was not speaking in tongues, but he was one of those holy Christians. Holy I mean, if you even see, you see holiness from far. It's so holy. You, I'm sure you met some of those people, right? It's so holy. So holy. You'll be, one, you'll be looking at yourself that guy. Who am I, Lord? So this guy, I'm leading people to speak in tongues. All right? I'm leading people to speak in tongues. I'll tell you the story as to how they allowed me to do it because they first thought I was, I was false. So they tried to do it. They tried to leave people to speak in tongues. After they heard I was doing it, they tried to do it and they couldn't do it. So they had to call me to come and do it. <laughs> so I'm leading them to speak in tongues. And this guy is just there. We magnify your name. I said, no, no, speak. He said, leave me, leave me. Said, we magnify. As I was telling him, no, do it like this. You don't, you don't know. I, I, I'm with Jesus. I'm with Jesus at that time. So there's that extreme. Then there's the other extreme of principles, principles, principles. It is like this. When you are praying, make sure you lift your right leg to the 60 perpendicular degrees. So every time you are looking for, what's the secret? What's the secret? No, 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 no. Pastor, no. If, I'm, if I'm praying 
for my auntie. What's the secret? Tell me the secret. You know, there's something called, I was telling the cell leaders, it's called the spirit of Herod. Do you know the spirit of Herod? Let me show you the spirit of Herod. When the people came and said, Ah, Herod, we have seen the king. He said, oh, you are seen him? Okay, go and check where he is. He says, when you find out where he is, he said, come and call me to come and worship him. He was lying. He was pretending. He didn't want to worship anybody. So there's a spirit of Herod. When people try to let you know that they, they want to actually be serious Christians, but they are lying. No matter what you tell them to do, they don't do it. When they come for you, I want to be serious. I want to stop. I want to be serious. That's that. That's that. No matter what I try, I'm unable to do it. I don't know if God doesn't love me. Then you tell them, in the night, wake up at 12 and pray. Then by 11.30, they start watching the series. Are you planning to pray at 12 or what? <laughs> Spirit of Herod, they are lying. They are telling you, no, we want to worship him. He's lying. <laughs> Pastor, I want myself to, to prosper. <laughs> Pastor, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I want myself to do well. I want more members in myself. Mm. Then Pastor says, 21 days fasting and prayers. Some leaders are praying for 21 days for their members. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then you didn't, you are not there. You are Herod. But some leaders, God should make you, they are Herodic. Rodic leaders. Ah, master will worship him. So there are some, some on, the, on, on the other part with the secrets. They want secrets. When you are praying about finances, stand in the middle of the street. Put your two hands over your ears like this. Then stand at attention. Don't move and just be praying. You see them. They'll just be there. They'll be there. They'll be there. Do you know the extent, extent to which people go for secrets? You come and see after seven pastor. I want the there was the secret of secrets. You want the secrets. So they are into the principles of Jesus. Like Jesus Christ thought, the kingdom of God is, is like unto a man. Those are principles, those are secrets of the kingdom. A sewer went forth to sow. Those are secrets of the kingdom. So you understand God's modus operandi. That as we are sitting in church now, there's, what Jesus said in Matthew 13 is exactly what is going on here, whether you know it or not. This a sower has gone forth to sow. What's going on here? That is it. That, that scripture is not some highfalutin scripture. No, it's as simple as, as we are here now. Jesus said the heart. Some is stone. Some is that is going on here. The, those four hearts are all here. I know how you at all. Those four hearts are, because I'm talking now, so I saw him. Some are receiving it. He said the first people did not understand it. I you know some people can be in church. They are listening, but they don't understand a thing. <laughs> Someone shout, glory, glory. No, but no, nothing. The second set of people, Jesus Christ said, they, the, the, the word did not go deep. So because of tribulation and persecution, they were offended. I don't know what they were expecting. Did you hear the testimony of the, of the man last Sunday? You heard the testimony? Inspiring testimony, right? He, was, he said he functioned in the profession of begging for five years. The man is really funny. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a profession. Been for five years, and I was saying to some leaders, I said, the, the, how he was able to come out of begging, eh, it was a miracle. You know why? Because it's so hard to get this set of people. You can add more, but this set of people to come out of what they are doing. Number one, beggars. It's so hard. It's so hard. While you are trying to get them out of begging, wherever you take them to, they want to start there. Beggars. Then people who are used to getting money free, to get them out of it. I don't want to mention anybody's name. To get them out of it, so hard. They're already used to getting money free, spending money anyhow, because it's never theirs. Another set of people, thieves. It takes the power of God. I tell you, thieves. No, because spending money you didn't work for is, is nice. Spend it anyhow. And thieves can finish everything they stole that day. This is not this. So to get them out of it, to start working, and now they sweat for their money, they work for their money. It's a lot. So, persecute. what I wanted to, to, to mention about the man, all right, was actually how... He started doing what the messages were saying. And when he got back, his landlord was sacking him out. That is the way it is. The Bible says that those people receive the word with joy. The fact that you were kicking in church. God, I see that is, in, that is in me, that enters to the world. You, you were just enjoying the message. The fact that you were enjoying the message and said, ah, my life is made. Doesn't mean that your rent will be paid that day. As you are going home, you are going to beat your landlord again. And he might be standing at the gate waiting for you. At that time, what God, to show that the word entered you, that time, in the face of the challenge, you're supposed to say the same thing. The word did not enter. If you were crying, maybe you were, you were in church, saying, oh, greater is he, greater, greater, greater. Then you, after service, you meet your fellowship leader, I'm shining, I'm shining, greater presence. The, the piece of leader will say, ah, my, my member is on fire. I say, greater, 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 greater is he. As you are going home, greater is he, greater is he, greater is he that lives in me, than he that is in the world. And you get in front, then your, your landlord is still there. I'm sucking you. Oh, Lord, why? <laughs> Cancel. The word is not in you. The word is not in you. I'm walking in wisdom. I'm walking in wisdom. I'm walking. I'm walking in wisdom. Oh, as I write this exam, as I write the exam, I pass. I pass. I pass. <laughs> you have now added Kung Fu, Kung Fu to the word of God. No problem. I pass. I pass, I pass, I pass. Two weeks later, after constant confessions, two weeks later, the results came. D. D. D for them. Wow. At that point. Oh, see, Pastor, on Sunday. I tried everything. I confess, I confess, I confess, I confess. You know the problem? Because you are confessing for it to happen. We don't confess to it to happen. We confess because it has happened. You see, you are still confessing for it to happen. That's the problem. That's why, you know, that's why when something changed, 
you changed. Because in your mind, you are acting your faith. In your mind, you are, you are, you are trying, you are, you are acting something. It's like you are trying to do something. Uh, 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 uh. You know, have you ever heard this? Faith it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. You think it's correct. It's wrong. Faith is the evidence. What is faith it till you make it? At the point of faith, there's no expectation. They will tell you, in business, faith it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. And you'll be faithing it. Faithing it. Faithing it till you make it. Faithing it. And you'll be going, faith it. Faith it. Faith it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. So in your mind, you are acting your faith, but you have not gotten it. You are still waiting for it. So you are faithing it till you make it. No, that's not faith. So it's like, it's like Jesus in the, in the ship, right, with the disciples. Then he wakes up and he starts rebuking the wind and the waves and he's faithing it. Fetting it till it comes down. You would die. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So we look at these people who are into Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. All right. You know, you know, you know me. Everything is about Jesus, you know? Right. But there are some to, to the extreme. Jesus. There are some to principles of the kingdom. All right. I'm into both. All right. But these two extremes do not stand on their own. Some people just want, they just want to come to church and say, how do you act your faith for it to work? How do you act? They, they don't want to know anything about Jesus. So, but how do you act your faith? Jesus Christ says, if you shall confess anything, if, if you shall desire anything, so believe in your heart, you shall receive, okay, so it is believe, okay, believe. Okay, I believe. Okay, so speak. Okay, then start speaking. So they are into the principles. Because, listen to this. The principles without the person will not work. The person without the principles will not act. Say it again. The principles without the person will not work. Because some just want to know about faith. Taking God out of the equation. So you hear in, in recent times, people are talking about manifesting, manifesting. Manifest, I manifested it. I manifested. I manifested. Be careful, though. Be careful. The, the little good side of, of that thing is this. Is that at least people are coming to the awareness that there is some element of spirituality on this earth. That's the only good thing about it. But manifesting is not faith. Because some people think, oh, that's the same thing as faith. No, no, no. no. Manifesting, you should listen to what they say. They take God out of the equation. Anything that takes God out of the equation is not faith. <laughs> so, there's a person and there's a principle. You have to know the person and act on the principle. You also have to act on the principle while you know the person. Where's your faith? Go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So remember what I said about faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I said faith is evidence. You are not trying to get something. At the point of faith, you have something. Now, when you hear people saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to correct your, your spiritual language. You hear people saying, 
No, God has already done it. I'm just waiting for it to show up. You are wrong. You are, you are, you are wondering why. Pastor, why? No, no. God, I know. I know God has already done it. You are, you are expressing unbelief. I know God has already be, uh, done it. I'm just waiting for it to show up. No, there's nothing like that. Because when I go to, to, to the shop to buy furniture and I pay and they give me receipts, but because there's no car to move the, the, the furniture, when I go and people ask me, do you have furniture now? I have furniture. I don't, I don't know if you get There is a receipt to that effect. I have furniture. Why? I cannot carry the furniture on my head to show everybody. But I have furniture and I have proof that I have furniture. So at the point of faith, there is that receipt that you have in your heart. That receipt that you have. You have it's a point of faith. It's a receipt which is supposed to stand for the real thing. So while you, at the point of faith, all right, I'm not talking about believing, all right? At the point of faith, you have it. When I was telling that, that pastor about her cousin and telling her the cousin will stay up, stand up, I was not trying to make it. I was not trying to be powerful. When I slept over in, in, the, in the flight when it was about to, to, to <coughs> get into that, that situation, when I slept over the flight, I was not sleeping over so that like, I'm trying to like, copy Jesus. Then I will. And <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Then when you continue, I say, oh, Father Lord, oh, Father Lord. After I have said that, I'm sleeping. No. No. At that point, there was this, it's called confidence assurance. Mm. There's this confidence assurance. It is, it is, I woke up and said, because I remember that before I left Accra, I saw myself there. I saw myself, I knew I was there. I've already told the, the, the place I'm going to, I said, oh, I will see you tomorrow. So nothing else. They cannot see me tomorrow. I will see them tomorrow. So I have to be alive to see them tomorrow. So I'm going to be there tomorrow. I was not trying to, trying to be powerful. No, no, look, look at Paul. Paul was in a, in, in a situation of shipwreck. And an angel appears to Paul and tells him that, oh, no, nobody will die. Paul goes up in the morning and tells everybody, okay, you know what? He's a prisoner. They've arrested him, he's a prisoner, sir. Okay, all of you, you will not die, okay? Because of me, all right? The angel appeared to me and said, all of you will not die. Prisoner, he said, all of you will not die. What audacity with which you can talk? It's because he has come to that point, he saw the angel, the angel spoke to him, he knew that nobody would die. So he went and spoke to him and said, hey, everybody's not going to die, all right? Yeah, be cool. From that time, they were, they were, they were not treating him like a prisoner again. Because uh, this guy said we will not die, we did not die. Let's go back there, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Pursue, for by it, elders obtain a good report. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. All right, go to verse 6. There, you would understand faith. In verse 1, he was dealing more with a principle. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He's dealing more with a principle. He's dealing with the substance. But in verse 6, he says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. He says, for, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. 
<laughs> he is. He is. He that cometh to God must believe. He that cometh to God must believe. So those people who say, oh, uh, God should show himself to me so that I'll believe. No. He said, he that cometh to God, the prerequisite for coming to God is that you must first of all believe. That he is. Then he says, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith is the reward of finding God. Them that diligently seek, not things. Them that diligently seek, not money. Them that diligently seek, not uh, uh, clothes. Them that diligently seek him. So you see, in, in, in verse 1, you saw the principle. In verse 6, you saw the person. He's now dealing with the person. The next verse you see after this is verse 7. He says, verse 7, next verse. By faith, Noah, being one of God. Of God. Being one of God. It's not a principle. You, can, you cannot take God out of the equation of faith. Now, go verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found. By faith, Enoch was translated. You know how you can be in a place and be translated. He was on earth, but he was translated. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. It can apply in, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see poverty. All right? By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see pain. All right? By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see what men see. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see their economic problem. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should rise above the system. By faith, it is by faith that we, we engage the inclusion of translation, where we are translated from the system. So you are working in the system, but you've been translated from the system. He said, by faith, Enoch was translated that you should not see death and was not found. Pay attention to this. Was not found. Pay attention very well. And was not found because God had translated him. You see God there again. God had translated. God was the one who translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. He had this testimony that he pleased God. So what was Enoch's faith like that translated him? Go to the book of Genesis. Enoch, um, Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and, and begat Methuselah. Oh boy. You know, Enoch was prophetic. <laughs> yeah, he was prophetic. So for me to understand, this faith thing is a result of a walk with God. You see there. All right, I'll come back to this. Verse 22, he says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. He said, his walk with God after, started after he begat Methuselah. What I, be, what I think is that, Enoch had an encounter with God. You know why? Because of the name of Methuselah. The meaning of Methuselah is after him the flood shall come. So when Enoch had Methuselah, he saw something. That, so the name of Methuselah was prophetic. That after him the flood shall come. So Enoch saw something beyond this, this realm. He saw something beyond his world. Then he began a walk with God. Now, a walk of God, a walk with God is not funny. You will look crazy. I'll show you something soon. You look crazy. 
And Enoch walked with God after he began Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Verse 23. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And Enoch walked with God and he was not found for God took him. So what does it mean to walk with God? What does it mean to walk with God? If you're walking with God, God is not walking with you. You are walking with God. That's where it starts from. God is not going to listen to your advice. You're going to be listening to him. You're going to be listening to him. God will begin to give you his word. You know, when you start walking with God, your language changes. Your language changes. Why? Because of the, the kind of communication you'll you, you see there. The language will change. Like, like crazy Abraham, right? Crazy Abraham. We know he is called Abraham, all right? Abraham is going, everybody says, oh, Abraham, he doesn't have a child. Oh, Abraham, oh. And the, the meaning of Abraham is assume father. So we assume he has a, he's a father, right? We assume he's a father. So he starts moving around. Abraham, Abraham. One day he meets God. God says, all right, change your name. Okay, God, what's the child? He said, no, change your name first. Change your name first. So he changes his name. And he's called Abraham, that means father of many. Then people ask him, say, Abraham, say, no, I'm not called Abraham again. What's your name? Abraham, say, what? Abraham, father of many. The thing has passed through his head. There's nothing in your pocket. You're praying, you're praying, and God says you're a top partner. Then on your WhatsApp, you change your status to top partner. Even me, I'll laugh at you. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not laughing at you. I encourage you. But everybody's good. People are going to laugh at you. Some, are, some can tell you to your face. Top partner. You're not even eating. But that's the way. God will first of all start communicating his language to you. You now start seeing things from the mountain from where he stands. The reason why God speaks the way he speaks is because of his view. <laughs> when you're in a plane and you're looking now, everything looks so small, everything looks man uh, it's like something you can manipulate, everything just looks so small and you know, you're just looking at everybody like this, like this. Even you don't even have to be in a plane. If you are living on a tall story building, you see everybody downstairs there. You know, you feel like if I throw a stone now, you don't see it. I'm killing. <laughs> you get it? You just look at it. No, I will just I'll just deal with him right now. I'll just deal with him right now. You see, for, it's because of your view. You are seeing things because of your view. Then another thing that you have the opportunity to see is how people are going to end, which they can see. So if you were standing on top of a, of a, of a big mountain and you were looking at people down, all right, and somebody was going to, um, uh, let's say, the, the maybe Bingberry there, and somebody was going to Bingberry, there are, so many, there are so many things that are going to prevent him from seeing what's over there. So he starts going, and but there's a major problem at Bingberry, and... If he gets there, they are arresting some thieves, all right? And if he gets there, uh, there's an intel that anybody who walks in here is one of the thieves, okay? Then you are standing on the mountain and you've seen everything and the person is going and you're trying to tell the person, no, don't go, don't go. The person is not hearing you, he's just going. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong because while he's standing here, he doesn't see something wrong. But you there, he sees something wrong. Go! Go! He's hearing go, but you are telling him, don't go! He's going! 
You are telling him, don't go. And he's not listening to you. Then he lands over there. He's arrested. He said, God, why? He said, I was telling you not to go. But because you are carnally minded, you are moving by what you see. You, you, you could not even heed to the warnings. But the way God is talking, God is talking the way he's talking because of what he has seen. His view is what is making him say what he's saying. Hey, the same way, if there was something good, there was a pot of gold over there and nobody has seen it and you start going, and you start going, people are asking you, why are you walking barefooted to that side? And God says, keep going. And you are hearing God. God is telling you, keep going. Everybody is saying, see, this is not where we are going. We are going to that side. It's booming over there. He said, no, I'm going here. I hear a voice telling me to go there. I hear a voice telling me to go there. Then all your friends are saying, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Let's go to this place. And you start walking with God. You might look lonely. It might look lonely. Everything might look like it's not, it's not what it's supposed to be. But you just walk in there and you just see what God said. Why is God calling you a rich woman when you are standing here with nothing in your pocket? Why is God calling you a top partner? Why? Because he has asked you to go somewhere. And if you keep going there, you will see what he has said. He's saying it because of his view. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 14. You see from verse 19. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Verse 20. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. Now, at this time, Jesus has had one of the most remarkable uh, miracles of his life. In a lot of the miracles, some were healed, some were not healed. Pool of Bethesda, he got there. One person was healed, the rest don't. This is one miracle of Jesus that everybody benefited. Food. Everybody ate till it was 12 baskets full. I mean, what a miracle. What a miracle. Now, remember that Jesus is our example. Let's look at, let's look at what Jesus did afterwards. After this, you know, you're expecting Jesus to be organizing the next crusade, to be doing the next big thing. He's going to be popular. Trust me, 5,000 people you are fed, you're going to be popular. I say, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Now, someone asked a question, why, 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 why did the people now say crucify him? Because the Bible says that the priest poisoned the people's mind. Because actually, how will you go back on somebody that has fed you and healed you? Doesn't make, the people poison their mind. This guy is a bad guy. Forget about the food. Bad guy. Say, hey, bad guy. You didn't hear what he did. What did he do? I can't tell you now. Because they don't have anything to say. He said he is greater than Abraham. He said he's the son of God. And son of God means he's equal with God. He was a quiet guy. He was quiet. The last time he beat the priest. Come and go look at their back. <laughs> beat them mercilessly. Beat them mercilessly. That, 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 the one priest, since that time, he has had stroke. Since that time. <laughs> and they will say, oh, no wonder. The next time they hear, crucify him. Say, crucify him. Crucify him. Upon all the bread. All right, go back to that verse. It says, and they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. Go, next verse. 
And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. That means more than 5,000. The women and the children, can you can imagine? One woman can have four children, all right? So it's a whole lot of people, all right? Oh, someone said, and straight away. Straight away. All right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, what an example. What an example Jesus is. He said, straight away. Straight away from there, he's not looking for the next miracle. Straight away, he constrained the disciples to get into a ship, to go before him onto the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, he sent the multitudes away and he asked the disciples, take the lead in life. Why? They all want to go to the other side. He told the disciples, take the lead. Take the lead. <laughs> he told them, take the lead. Jesus, the disciples should take the lead. How will you join them? They should take the lead. Then he sent the multitudes away. He said, take the lead. You know, sometimes God has to orchestrate the situation for it to be like this so that your mates can take the lead. It looks like they're taking the lead. Ah, ah. Jesus, Jesus did not have to make his, uh, the mates take the lead. He had to, he said, no, 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 you, take the lead. Take the lead. He told the disciples, oh, go, go, start. <laughs> Let's go. Verse 23. And when he had sent the mountains away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. Take the lead. I'll be praying. People don't know what makes faith effective. You see something in a bit. Take the lead, I'm praying. Every day, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying. What has come out of your prayer? You are praying, see your mate, see your mate. Let them take the lead, be praying. You are coming for all night, four hours prayer. Looks like nothing is happening. Let them take the lead. That, that Friday night, some of them, you know, either they are enjoying their life or their life is enjoying them. Because, and some two think that, you know, that's the time for them to, you know, you know, be something and do something of life. You know? Have you heard people who say that? Instead of Africans to be thinking about inventions, they are praying. You that you are talking, what invention have you brought? I want your invention first. You are talking baseless, baseless communication. Baseless. China does not go to church, but their country is developed. Go there. Go there. There are many things wrong with this country, but at least you, you, you have freedom. Let's start from there. And I, I appreciate that we have freedom in this country. Do you know how, how developed or developing North Korea is? Go there. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Oh, I just got a visa to North Korea. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Kalabaya Dabaya. Oh, you, you, you need to ever sit with God. You'll be shocked. The scientists who started off with a lot of the things that we use today, some of them were pastors and deacons. Don't ask about Isaac Newton. Faraday. Those times. Those times, the way people gather to go and watch movies, they go and watch to gather to see the new invention. And what those people were doing was that after people see the invention, they will now preach. Today, all those foundations, all those things have been settled. So people are building on it. They still have gaps in it. They just open their mouth and say, instead of us to be inventing things, don't go into criticism. What is your what are you doing? I'm waiting for your invention, sir. So Jesus Christ, go back to that verse. 
He says, he sent a multitude away. He said, go, go, go. He, said, he, went, he went up to a mountain to pray. After a, big, a major miracle like this, all right? He's praying. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. He started praying from morning. He was there to evening. I would say he was there alone. From morning, he's praying. It looks like everybody has gone ahead of him. Now, remember, how long it will take to pray from morning to evening? And while he's praying to evening, remember that the disciples have what? Taking the lead. They are going on. He's not thinking, how will I catch up with them? He's praying. All right, he was there alone. Verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. They took the lead. They didn't know there was a problem in the middle. For the wind was contrary. They couldn't even go. They had not gone anywhere. Um, this, this is what happens in life. This is what happens practically in life. I, I will not tell you, I, can, I can't tell you stories now. And if I even tell you stories, I have to use, have to use examples. And those examples, some of them, now they watch me, so I can't use the examples. So, you know. Yes, hallelujah. You know. <laughs> I, yeah, I cannot, I cannot use the example now because it might, it might feel like, oh, oh, pastor, you know. I can't, I can't give you an example. It was like they are taking the lead. When I finished uh, secondary school, I'm supposed to enter the university. God said, give me one year at home. At home to do what? I said, God, please, don't start your things with me. <laughs> what am I doing at home? I applied. I did everything. I sow seed. I sow fruit. I sow everything. <laughs> I did not go. I did not enter the school. The next year, when God was ready, same results. I did not add. A, I did not write a single paper. I entered. Because of one year at home. But that one year at home, what it did for me? Pains, so pains to stay at home. That one year was pains. So even that one year, the beginning of it, I was going. To, I was. I was going on Legon campus frequently, so that my mates would think that I'm a student. Pains. I was going, so they'll see me. Oh, where are you? I said, oh, I'm part of uh, this one. Uh, this one, I'm at the uh, yeah, mass department. I said, oh, I'm at the mass department. They'll see me. Oh, oh, you there here? So are we all we there here? <laughs> I'm walking the school. But I couldn't take it. How would they see? And I realized later that, ah, I'm doing all this because of how they will see me. The more I prayed, the more God was taking me away from the school. Uh, the painful part, the most painful part is Pastor Marvin was my closest friend. We were all acting our faith. We all went to Soul Seed. He got the admission. And he got in a very miraculous way. He also, his name was not on the list. And he said he's going to act his faith. He went to the registry. He told them, my name is there. They said, your name is there. He said, my name is there. They checked his name was there. <laughs> I said, what did you say? <laughs> the next day, I also went. <laughs> I said, my name is there. He said, your name is not there. I said, my name is there. They said, we'll call security for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man told me, Biscay, there are many of them who went ahead of me. Today, they look up to me. But I did not go in the first year. Jesus said, Go! Go, take the lead, I'll come. I'm going to spend time with God. I want to pray. Go, I will pray. Go, I will pray. And he was there. This prayer was from morning to evening. And he's praying even to mid-evening. He's still praying. He's still praying. He's still praying. He said the wind was contrary. Go ahead to the next verse. He says, 
And in the fourth watch of the night, that means Jesus has prayed more than 12 hours. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went on to them walking on the sea. Now you see, you understand the miracle of walking on the sea. It didn't just happen, it was God, he had been praying. Now, the wind was contrary. They were in the middle. Jesus has to go and meet them. There's no boat, but he's been praying. So, he started walking on the sea because he's been praying. So, another kind of transportation has been given to him at that point. At that point, if there was no ship, the father would carry him. God has been spending time with the Father. Am I talking to somebody here? Jesus was not walking on the sea as a show. Everything was looking. No, everybody has has taken the lead. So he has to go. He has to catch up with them. eh? He has to catch up with them. He's going to catch up with them because he's been praying. Oh, that's what we call it. Christians have something called retreats. While everybody is continuing their life, they retreat. And it's like they have gone back. But let me tell you something about a catapult. If you want the stone to go very far, you have to pull the catapult backward very far. And as it's going very far, everybody thinks we have gone behind. But the catapult will be released in such a way that it will go very far. So if you want to go very far forward, it must go very far backward. This thing, this thing I'm telling you, I have lived it. So believe it. I have lived it. We are going. Everybody was going. Everybody was going. When my, my when my I, I can't I can't when my pastor friends bought their first cars, I was nowhere to be found. They were making it look like you know we are the G's in town. I was praying. 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 And they were you know just moving around. Oh, they were looking down on you. Then you are praying. And I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. 2017. God said to me, "It's time to walk on water." It's time to walk on water. It's time to walk on water. It might not be physical work that you'll be walking on, but God is going to make you do things that will baffle people's mind. No, go back to that verse. Don't remove the verse. Go back to that verse. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went on to them walking on the sea. Jesus was walking on the sea because he had been praying. Because he had been praying. Because he had been praying. He was walking on the sea. Then go to the next verse. You see something there. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear so people will begin to see what God is doing they'll say it is a spirit they'll say it is a spirit because they'll not be able to explain what is going on with you and it will look like the result that God is involved in that is why they say it is a spirit because this result humans don't do it this result human beings don't do it they say it is a spirit and they cried out for fear so it is a spirit I tell you I prophesy to you today they will look at you and say, ah, this thing, some spirit is behind it. At this point, you have to really speak in tongues. It is a spirit! spirit is involved in this one that's the meaning a spirit is involved in this one a spirit is involved in this one yeah 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 a spirit
Jesus made them take the lead. But he went to pray. Jesus made them take the lead. And he went to pray.